anybody else wants to come with me, this moment will be the moment of something real and fun and inspiring. And we will do it together. Hello and welcome to Cruising Together, the show where we discuss the filmography of Tom Cruise. I am your host. Well, we do this film by film. I should have said that. I'm your host, or one of your hosts, Greg Schiegel. I'm your other host, Chris. No last name on that one, huh? <laughs> just going Chris. That's fine. Would you like to know my last name? I know your last name. I just I don't know if now you're going incognito. Yeah, I don't know anybody to know my name. All right. Even Tom can't go by just his first name. Whoa, that's a third voice. We haven't even introduced. Wow. This is a, This is the first time a guest has jumped in. I don't mind it. No, it's it's great. Bring He's ready to go. <laughs> we'll introduce him in a second. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting a second. All right. So on this show, we talk about Tom Cruise movies. We go movie by movie, each episode dedicated to one of his films. And this was episode. This is episode four. This is episode five, film four. We did the pilot right. first, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in our guest, and then I want to take care of some. Some important business. All right. That I neglected in the last episode. Okay. Our guest is Dave Roman. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Now, did you expect more of a like a build up to who you were? No, that's okay. Credits or any of that <laughs> stuff? We can name we can go down the list of credits if he wants to. Well what do you what do you what do you want to be known for? What do you want your the proprietor of yaytime.com? Uh, that's my website, so yeah, just go, right. just go there, figure it out. Hey, tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, no, before we do that, <laughs> before we do that, I want to take care of something very important that, that was neglected in the last episode, and it's been bothering me since that last recording session. I'm dying to hear what this is. Okay. We're talking about Tom Cruise, his movies. I think it's important that everybody know that Tom Cruise's real full name is Thomas Cruise Mapother Fourth. We didn't. We didn't hit that one. I did not mention that okay. last episode. I don't think. I mean, I we finished recording. Everybody left, and it was like, son of. A, I don't think we talked about it's his real name. That everybody knows his name. Did you know that that was his name, Dave? No, I don't know anything about Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, let's let elephant in the room. That's not true. You know that he's a an actor. I know that he was in Legend, and that's that's. You know that his name is Thomas Cruise Mapo the Fourth. Now I do. Yeah, you didn't know that. But what's Jack Kirby's full name? Well, <laughs> yeah, what is it, Chris? Well, his full name is Jacob Kurtzberg. Middle name? I don't think he had a middle name. All right. Ira? Could yes. have been. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't like Tom Cruzendopolis or something that like he had to drop when his parents came to Ellis Island. No, I think he was born in the States. He was born in Syracuse, right? Yes. That's right. Oh. And I just read... Again, we were talking off air before we recorded a moment ago. These uh, clickbait situations you run into on Facebook. Top just ten say things. social. Just say social net media. Don't give any plugs to a specific. It was a thing about Syracuse. You know, yeah, things about Syracuse. And then one of them was Tom Cruise named his daughter after Syracuse because he's from Syracuse. Oh, Siri Cruise. Right. Never thought of that. that I don't way. think. That's weird. I don't think that was the motivation <laughs> behind it. Probably not. 
So the movie we're talking about. But then, wait, oh, I, I just want yeah. I just want to check. You know that he has been in other movies besides The Legend. You've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. I saw Mission Impossible and then I was done. I was like, okay. the first ready. Mission Impossible is the last Tom Cruise movie. That's the last Tom Cruise movie. I've been ninety six, ninety eight. I'm just challenging his statement that he didn't know anything about no, Tom Cruise. No, I know a little bit. Of you it. haven't I, seen a Tom Cruise movie since nineteen. No, no, I know a little bit about Tom Cruise. I know that he was on the couch. I'm sorry to <laughs> sorry to hold your feet to the fire on this. <laughs> I know that he jumped on the couch. I know he was married to somebody from Dawson's Creek. Yeah, and he uh, there's a religion. That he's associated with, yeah. That may involve space aliens, yeah. And uh, so wait. oh, he used to be married to the Australian girl too. I remember That's that right. one too. With the <laughs> racing, I saw the racing movie. That was before Ma- uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. He's referring to Days of Thunder. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. I'm just. That was a big summer movie. I'm pretty amazed at the idea that you haven't seen a Tom Cruise movie since Mission Impossible. And admittedly, this episode is not about mission colon impossible. Okay, if you want the flaw in my logic or in my story, I did see Tropic Thunder. Okay, but I didn't know he was in that. Like that was like a. Well, it wasn't. I came in for everybody else, and then they like threw Tom Cruise out. Had had you been aware that he was going to be in the movie, would you have dodged it? it. What was it about Mission Impossible that made you go, "I'm done with this guy"? Um, I really didn't like the movie. But, okay. Um, I'm going to refrain from any comment until we get to the episode about Mission Impossible. Sure, but sure. I, I want to hear your... I've heard that the following ones were better, that the later ones were better. But I'm going to refrain from any comment. But I really didn't like that first throw, one enough that throw I this, didn't go back into it. Let me throw this controversial tidbit out here. Controversial like, what Prince. am I doing here? <laughs> no, no. Don't we you think he got an excellent shape for Mission Impossible? Um, was he not in excellent shape? I remember him. I did see that one that was like 10 hours long. That was like the history of America with Tom Cruise. Far and away, which I've not seen. Yeah. Um, and they play the Enya song. <laughs> which that, one? That was my takeaway. They play Orinoco that. Flow? Yeah. It okay. Like, it gets very ambient. I, um, I just, that's that's a thing I keep bringing But he was up. in good shape for that because he boxed. I he remember when, when Mission Impossible came out, they kept talking about what great shape he was in. Right. And I... And I felt like he was always in that shape. Right. And it wasn't so shocking. He was never in bad shape. Right. Except for Tropic Thunder when he gained all that weight. Right. Did he gain weight or did he? No, he gained all that weight. (laughs) He like, (laughs) again, we're going to talk about it more when we get to that movie. He's a method actor. He's a method actor. Okay. I mean, he's. But he's not like Christian Bale where he's like gotten crazy anorexic. No, no. He just gained, he got real fat for Tropic Thunder. Which is easier. Way easier. I mean, that's like. If you had a choice. Well, no, think about it, though. To gain weight, you have to eat all this food. You have to do something. But to lose weight, you don't have to do anything. You just don't. That's true. It's easier to not do something than it is to do something. not eating delicious food is hard. That's a good point, too. Someone walks in your house with a lot of donuts. Yeah, I think it's easier to eat spaghetti than not eat spaghetti. Donuts is another good example. It'd be easier if nobody else was doing it too. But what if usually you people around you? What if you ate spaghetti and donuts all day, on Monday and then on Tuesday? Do you think it would be easy to not eat that, or would it be easier to continue to eat your favorite dish, spaghetti and donuts? I just know that Scientology probably has like some oh. sort of secret uh, way of losing weight that doesn't involve like the normal. I'm stuff. playing this for you, Dave. You hear that? Oh, is this my babe Enya? This is your babe Enya. (laughs) She's busting out her her layered textured jeans. That's right. (laughs)
Orinoco Flow. <laughs> a classic. You're saying this is in the movie Far and Away, which I've never seen. Uh, one of her songs is I. I'm, I'm just gonna. I mean, this I, is pretty I, much her song. Like this is her most famous of all the jams. She's, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, is it? Oh, there's the one in the commercial. Oh, is this the one that was in the cruise ship commercial? Yeah. There's right. also the song that was famous because the Fuji sampled it. Did they? Yes. Uh, in what song was that? Uh, the one that goes "Ready or Not, Here I Come." Enya's At the beginning of that, it's it's an Enya sample. Okay. All right. So I do remember hearing about that, but yeah. yet I can't remember what song it was. Cruising together. That's right. Enya talk. <laughs> you can't bring up Tom Cruise without getting to Enya. You eventually. can't. It's it's amazing how linked they are. It's yeah. co- it's kind of like that Lincoln Kennedy stuff. Yeah. Where the connections are undeniable. Tom Cruise's secretary was named Enya. Enya's it secretary was named Mapother. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. The I fourth. bet Tom Cruise specifically said Enya's got to be in this movie. Like when he did Far and Away, it was like, like he's just one of those guys that's so powerful enough that like, like when he did the Vanilla Sky movie, yeah. he was like, there's this crazy Icelandic band and I want to put them in this movie. Was it the Sugar Cubes? Uh, no, that was the... Uh, what were they called? The ones that like they make up their own lyrics. Like they don't not their I own think most They have their own language. Them. No, they have their own like they make up a language. They're all like the Greedo band? The Max no, Rebo band? No, they're like ten minute songs that are just like layered, uh, ambient things, like shoegazy, kinda of a lot of distortion and uh or something like that. Yeah. Nice nice pronunciation <laughs> pronunciations. On Sigur Ross. I don't know how, how I always just said it. Yeah. I try to say like Bjork would say it. <laughs> Chris is watching us talk like he's watching op- uh, the, the U.S. Open tennis match. <laughs> That's right. When Greg's talking, I look to my left. Yeah. And then when Dave starts talking, I look over to my right. Yeah, like the U.S. Open tennis match. Then I match. look back to, to my left again. Or yeah. should I say Wimbledon? Yeah. Yeah, for people at home, I would assume that when you podcast, you're like all in a row, kind of like like parallel. we're sitting at a counter. Yes. <laughs> Got a diner, but we're we not. Should do that. We should do that. We should all have FaceTime in front of us <laughs> so we could see each other on the screen, but we never look at each other. That's what's been holding us back so far. It's true. Privacy chambers. That and having not released a single episode so yet. So for those listening now, like just buckle up because <laughs> cruising it. Future podcasts are just going to get better and better once we line ourselves up and with FaceTime. It's true. <laughs> you know, once we start adding more technology, <laughs> because technology really is the solution. Right. Stop the episode. Pause it. Go watch the video that accompanies this section. Oh, man. That would be <laughs> something. Now, Dave just sang Cruising It, which could be an alternate title to this show. But he sang it in reference to the movie we just watched. When I say just watched, <laughs> I mean we literally, this is the first time we've done this. We watched the movie, the movie ended, and we began recording yeah. after our bathroom breaks. And I think this is the first time that I apologize <laughs> to our guests <laughs> before we started recording. And you, was that before or after you fell asleep? It was after falling asleep. Now, how far into the movie that we have not yet named, and I kind of like that, <laughs> did you fall asleep? Do you, do you remember? I mean, we didn't have a timestamp. I fell asleep 10 minutes into losing it. The movie we just watched. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, the movie we just watched. Now, I don't know if it was 10 minutes in, but th- it was the part where the cop was trying to... No, was it the... They they drove in, and they were getting uh, uh, given a hard time by 
somebody. Had Shelley Long gotten her non-divorce yeah. yet? Yeah, uh, I don't know. No, because he didn't remember that. He asked. No, it was when they were dropping off the car. It was whatever nonsense was going on then. Well, then they'd already dropped off Shelley Long. I guess we hadn't gone back to her. So they dropped Shelley Long off uh-huh. at the divorce place. You saw that? I did see that. All right. So it's probably uh, like 10 or 15 minutes in. Yeah. Act one was over. I like that you assume that people would try to guess what movie we were talking about in the Tom Cruise chronology because I just went to the Tom Cruise's Wikipedia page. This movie is not included. Really? Yes. It's on the Internet Movie Database. They conveniently skip it over on Wikipedia. Well, Wikipedia, anybody can go in there and edit they it. They could edit it. So maybe people keep deleting it because, because people <laughs> don't. Shelley Long is like, well, I don't think anybody whoops. would want to know that this movie exists. Well, what I think is funny is... I think the, the guy singing the songs in the bar would want you to know that this movie exists because that's probably the best screen time he ever got. I mean, the movie's in the title of the episode, so they know the movie. I just think it's funny that we hadn't mentioned it for the first 10 minutes of, <laughs> of this conversation. That was entertaining me on a personal level. So this movie's losing it, and a game we like to play on this show, and this is an extra challenge because none of us have had really time to think about it, is fewest number of words you can use to describe the plot of the movie. So we don't spend all the time describing what happens. The shortest amount of time you can condense the plot and, and summary of this movie. Coming of age. No, no, don't say what it is yet. <laughs> you have to say how many words. Like, no, like name that tune style. So you're saying three, three words? Sure. So I don't know if that encompasses really. That's like a theme. From boys to men. But I'm saying, what's the, how do you summarize the movie? For instance... I summarized taps as, what was it, three words that I used? <laughs> What's your obsession with numbers? I don't know, but like, I'm surprised how important that this is to Greg. <laughs> it's, the, it's the rules. If we I don't it's play by the rules. I think it's potentially entertaining. Okay, but but then you you have like these weird, ambiguous rules in here. <laughs> but like, like Dave said, okay, here... Coming yeah, of age. That's true. You said, and you said, no, <laughs> you're right, wrong. You're right. You're right. Don't jump the gun. But it you is. don't really give any kind of. I'm about to try with an example. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what my three words okay, were. Okay, your three words for. Cadets four. defiant. It was four words. Cadets defiant. Kids die. In the form of a question. So that was a summary of the movie. Sure. In, like, the, in know, the shortest form. That's more like a like a crossword puzzle clue or something. Okay. Maybe. So that's like why if, I, that's like why the crossword, I it, Yes. Now I think we're slowly building the crossword puzzle of Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> and so you know that all the answers are his film titles and all the cl- and these are the clues that you would generate. Right. So I think coming of age is too vague. So this is 10 down. I think okay. coming of age is too vague as a but summary for, I for think a movie. It would be enough it for I thought movie. the goal was to I, get it down in as little. But as I think it's a strong enough clue for the crossword puzzle. All right, let's say it's not a crossword puzzle. Well, it's too late. Hypothetically, let's say I, it's a it's a word jumble. I can't. Oh, word jumble. Yeah. What, <laughs> what if it's a jumble or a seek and, a seek and find? How about if That's it's a, a word search? Then then the clue would be. When I said word jumble, I meant word search. Oh, really? Yeah, which is why I then said seek and find. If it's a word search, then the clue would actually be the answer. <laughs> it's also true. <laughs> That'd be very challenging. All right. So, so we are, I, think I, we do, I think I can do this movie in two words. <laughs> I cannot beat ready? two words. Yeah. Ready? Losing it. Because <laughs> we're doing the crossword. You guys can't see this, but Greg is losing it. I think, again, that's a bit on the nose. All right. I would say wacky road trip. That's pretty good. Which is a genre. Yeah. See, that also thematically, seems vague. 
Again, this is a movie we've seen time and again, over and over and over. Yeah, well, Alfonso Cuaron basically remade this movie as E2 Mama Tambien. And right? Kevin Smith, I think, remade it as Clerks 2. Was it? Uh, did I Clerks 2, did they leave? The they, go to, they, they go to, to they see a donkey show in uh, Tijuana. Then there was the Tom Green movie, Road Trip. Yeah. That was a road trip movie as well. Right, they, they basically created that, right? That was That was the first one. Well, since uh, Losing It actually was a movie from the 80s, I'm surprised that anybody ever went back to the road trip plan. See, I was thinking Teens in Tijuana. Okay. But that doesn't... That sounds like a documentary. But that doesn't <laughs> get o- the, the wacky road trip element or the coming of age element. Yeah. It's yeah. a tricky one. If you Googled that, you would get a very different response. How about Teen that. Times in Tijuana? Teen Times... Okay, you win again. No, Greg. it's not a. It's, <laughs> I'm trying to. What's the best? What have we learned about ourselves from this experience? <laughs> that I'm Greg, a bully. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm a podcast bully, apparently. And I have rules in my mind that I've not expressed clearly. All right, so fig- let's figure. How does the no, best way to explain the game? No, but it's great because we do we do this <laughs> we do this impossible game on every episode. Okay, so let's that figure out the rules. Satisfying answer. Let's figure out the rules for the game. How do I best explain this game, as two people who have. St- Told me I'm doing it wrong. Well, what do you want out of the game? Yeah, is what, really what, the like question. What is? What's your? Goal? I want to be bested. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you're saying is the fewest words to describe what this movie is. To summarize the movie. To summarize the movie in yes. the fewest words. I think you would need like sentences. That's why it's a game. The fewest words to summarize okay. the movie. So I would say, ki- uh, kids, de- soldiers defiant, kids die. It doesn't summarize anything. Of course it does. Wait, what movie was that? Taps? Yeah, how did you not know that? Because he hasn't seen it's it. It's right there in the <laughs> summarization. <laughs> no, no. What summar- part of Soldiers Defiant Kids Die didn't you understand? No, the no, s- I get that. I just didn't know what movie you were talking about. The summary isn't supposed to tell you the entire plot of the movie. It's supposed to be a summary. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, you know, the summary is not supposed to tell you It's like when what you open up in the movie. Like when you open up the inside of a book and it has all uh-huh. that publication data. Yeah. Like it's usually like five words that explain... Like where that book yeah. fits, it's, but it's not supposed to get tell you what the story's about. No, I'm it's trying to find a happy ex- medium. It's just supposed to explain what it is. I'm trying to find the happy medium between that and like the back flap that tells you the summary. All right, all right. You're saying we should abandon this. No, game. no. I, I'm just saying that I will never be able to. I think provide an answer that you will find I satisfying. Would never say never, Chris. Never say never. That's one right there. Taps. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Except that, yeah, it's great. Yes. Right. And it's great. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a great <laughs> job of working together on this one. Yes. And it's great. Always bring your brother. That's pretty good. Yes. <laughs> and it's great. All right. So that is a reference to the plot, I guess. To what, what was the kid's name? Dave. Wilbert. They- they called him Wimp yeah. for most of the movie, and then it turned out his name was. I think it's Wilbur or Wilbert. Wilmer. Right, well, Wilmer. But was that really uh, Rorschach's brother? I don't I know. Th- it's unclear. I think, I think it, it was. was. Yeah. And Rorschach. But they is did a Jackie bad Early job Haley. of establishing that. And right. Not that I want to. You know, tear down this film. Tear it. (laughs) 
yeah, but they did a pretty agree? bad job of establishing all the characters. Yeah. If we're we can honest. agree there's a pretty like, bad movie. It was right? a good half hour into the movie before you even had a sense of like what the distinguishing things about each of these characters was. Like Tom Cruise is in this movie, but he doesn't even feel like a main character in this movie well, until also, pretty far into it. It also took it took all of us a good while to realize like when this movie was set. Because it opens up with all these kids getting ready for school, and it, it's playing 80s rock. Yeah, yeah, bad 80s rock. And so I thought we were looking at some kids that live in the 80s. Right, and yeah. because we've seen so many other Tom Cruise right. teen kind of movies. And Jackie Earl Haley is dressing like Frank Sinatra, which is a timeless thing. Well, no. yeah, I was going to say it came across as like Ducky yeah. in Pretty yeah, Pink I or thought, something. Okay, this like, is the guy who thinks he's cool, but he's not. Yeah, right. or all the swingers in the movie Swingers. But then yeah. you realize everybody's got a really cool old car. Which even that is still kind of like it's like a slow build into the world building, and, and then all movie. the other music that comes in is fifties, sixties yeah. era, rock rock and roll. Yeah, and when we realize, oh, this is not set in the eighties. Yeah, and everything's really cheap. <laughs> right, right. He's like, this is two dollars. <laughs> yeah, three dollars. Like what? Yeah, they're really getting out of hand for a two dollar drink. Inflation is crazy. Inflation is crazy. Can we talk about Ronald Reagan for a yeah, minute? Yeah, let's talk about it. He he uh, was the first president to uh, <laughs> be the president <laughs> when I was born. <laughs> during inflation, I'm, I am with rapt attention. The, the economy <laughs> was going through inflation and stagnation, creating the for the first time the economic term stagflation. That's when prices went up like nobody's business. You used to be able to buy a loaf of bread for a nickel. Yes or no? Yes, and? <laughs> <laughs> and in the 80s, Ronald Reagan made certain that bread costs $1.18. Yes, and? And <laughs> in the old days, <laughs> in the good old days, milk was only 10 cents a bottle. And the the milkman would leave the milk in your milk box. Milk box? Yeah. What's a milk box? They they would inst- uh Well, Dave, have you ever heard of a milk box? Um, I have seen like a milk crate. There would be in your doorway. It'd be common to have like a, a small door right next to your door that goes into your house. You the milkman would open it up, kind of like a mailbox, but yeah. it's actually built right into your house. And he put the milk in, and then he'd close it up, and then you'd be on the inside. You could you'd have your door on your side. You open it up. So it's kind of like it's not all the way in your house, but it's was not left outside. Was it a refrigerated box? I don't think it was. Was it sized to fit? What's the largest amount of milk you could put in there? Six bottles. Six bottles of what? Any beverage, but it was usually reserved for milk. Right, but like how big was each bottle? One pint. So six pints. Six pints of milk. How many gallons is that? Is it four the pints to a gallon? Six and a half. <laughs> six pints equals six and a half gallons. Wait, well, let me do the math again. Yeah. That's three gallons. Three gallons. So two pints equals a gallon? No. Now I'm just, it probably wasn't <laughs> even pints. It was probably quarts. So if it's six quarts. Like I, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know the answers to any of these questions, but I know they used to do that. And my grandmother's house had that box was still there. 
and my mother. How did you get to your grandmother's house? Was it over the th- river and through the woods? It was on the thruway, the New York State thruway from Syracuse to Rochester. How'd you get to Wait, your grandmother's Siri house? Siri Cruise. You had to pass Siri Cruise to get to. Well, Siri Cruise was our starting point, and then in a round trap, round trap, in a round trip fashion, it was our d- ultimate destination. Was there a trap along the way? Seven. Seven traps. You had yes. to go around those traps. Wait, right. all Vaughn traps? One of the, most <laughs> yeah. of the traps were in the woods and in the rivers. We yeah. avoided them. How many of them were Vaughn traps? To Dave's question. Three. Three Vaughn traps yeah. of the seven traps. Gary, Luke, and David. <laughs> Vaughn trap. The, yeah. Va- the Vaughn trap brothers. That's a separate group of Vaughn traps. Yeah. You're not, you didn't think I was talking about the famous Vaughn traps. No, but now I'm trying to think of the guy from Eight is Enough. But it wasn't Von Trapp. It was something else. It was Von something. Von. You're thinking of Venus Flytrap. That's right. I'm thinking of Venus Flytrap. That was a radio DJ, right? Yeah. Him and Dr. Johnny Fever. That's right. On a show I've never seen. You've never seen? WKRP. The Wacky DJ Show? I've never seen the Wacky DJ Show. Dave? I have. Yeah, I did watch it. WKRP in Cincinnati? I did. With... um. The Lonnie teacher Anderson. Howard Hessman. Howard Hessman and Londy An- Londy Anderson. Londy Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> she was beautiful. She was the mother she? she was the mother of Neo. Neil Anderson? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Neil Anderson. Yeah. Neil WKRP Anderson. Cincinnati was the prequel to The Matrix. So she has a kid named Neil Anderson. Right. He grows he up. He becomes the Matrix. Yeah. He becomes then, the one. And then he bends the spoons and eats the pills. Well, Neil Anderson. Now you're getting real inside baseball. I don't and this all wraps around up. because Tom Cruise was the star of The Matrix. Yes. Right? We're going to get to that movie. Let's not talk about it until we get <laughs> to it. Let's not talk about The Matrix yet. That's still far off in the future. So we're talking about losing it. Top Tom moments. Yeah. Movie about four dudes go down to Tijuana to lose it. Now, just contextually, would you say you guys are fans of this genre? Of the wacky teen road trip? Or just like the sex comedy. Yeah, I get, like I think I thought this was going to be a bit more in the sex comedy uh, As did school, I. especially based on like the first five minutes. Yeah, they they really kind of like brought you in like it was going to be like zapped or a uh, Porky's, a Porky's, or, or Tom Cruise's next movie, Risky Business. Risky Business, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting that this this movie came right before that one, right? But instead, this is almost in one part. It's almost trying to be like. Um, What's the George Lucas 60s Happy Days? Uh, American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Like, it feels like it wants to be a little bit American Graffiti. And then suddenly it's like all in the Tijuana stuff. And that, they, I feel like they take that way more seriously halfway through the film than I would have expected. Like, it's less in the crazy hijinks and more sort of like they're actually going to have these characters grow or something. Well, they, they found. I thought they did a good job at that, but it. it it wasn't as uh, whimsical for a long period of time. Like, it was a long gap. Well, it of certainly Sam's wasn't whimsy. funny. That was across <laughs> the board, but but there wasn't even like the sort of like the surrealism that you often see in eighties comedies. Well, they sort of did away with this, the the whole premise of losing it pretty quickly. Like they go to a whorehouse, yeah, things they, happen, and then they all but go it's their sad. Ways. Like when they get there, it's sad Which and is, sort of depressing. Sure, and real. Like it's not like. It's like, ha it's not like weird science where like sex is just like fun and games every step of the way. It's like they get to this whorehouse and they're misled, you know, they're brought there with under false pretenses, which is, I assume, something realistic. 
and then they get upstairs to where the to the women are and it's like all these like old sad women and they're like negotiating prices and Rue McClanahan. <laughs> yeah, Mexican Rue McClanahan. Was one of them. I th- at least that's what it looked like. Yeah, it wasn't her. Sorry. <laughs> all right. I hate I, to I know you want to agree with you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, they they did they tr- I th- I think they were trying to marry the wacky comedy with let's have these characters go through stuff. Yeah. But none of it And there's m- almost like a political correctness. Oh, there's a heavy political correctness. Where especially like towards the end where like the guy kind of has a speech like you Americans come down to Mexico and you think you can just, you know, treat us like pigs, but we're real people. And I was like, wow, like I would not have given them the credit to even humor that side of things. But then there's also the part where Dave, played by Jackie Earl Haley, a.k.a. Rorschach, is trying to get Spanish fly. Uh-huh. And the taxi driver offers him marijuana and he gives that speech about the evils of marijuana that just seems so... But he's also he's smoking a joint while yes. he's listening the taxi to driver him. Is right, smoking a right. joint. That was intentionally funny. Like that's actually one of the moments well, in the film where I would give the filmmakers credit for trying to be funny. It wasn't really funny. It was on the edge of you funny. It was on it, the edge of funny. It's funny because to us the guys now, I wonder if at the time they knew that I think they, they knew. Had, I think they did yeah. now because the The movies from I, the 80s. There was marijuana in the 80s. I think Cheech and Chong were huge. Whether it was clear or not, I think the intention of that gag was that this guy is misinformed about pretty much everything. Yes. So when he flips out about the marijuana, you are supposed to be, as a reasonable person who has probably smoked marijuana once or twice in your life, um, at this time, you know, kids of the 60s now watching these movies in the 80s are saying, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. That's a fair point. I saw it as like a weird political message in the middle of this movie about decadence. And suddenly, like no. this fight against marijuana, these weird old ideas. No, because there's this but sort of right, there is a right. running joke between him and his brother, especially that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yes, and the watch is sort of indicative of that. You know, yes. like he's like, look, I got this gold watch, and like the brother knows that that is not a real watch, but doesn't yeah. even have the humor to or the heart to like break it to him. Dave, the character, is an idiot. Right throughout. Yeah, he's and he's, he's kind of like your more the tip- most. He's a more typical '80s character because yeah, he's, he's the like most cartoon-like. He's caricature, yeah. wacky. Like this is going to be the funny guy because he's getting into all these crazy situations. Yes. Yeah, and he's the catalyst for all of them to find yeah. themselves in these crazy. He drives situations. the car. He gets them down there. Yeah. He's the li- he's literally driving the plot. Yeah. What? <laughs> what is he driving? Literally. I think it's a, 50 a 57 Chevy plot. Yeah, 57 <laughs> Chevy plot. <laughs> it's got fins in it and everything. It's pretty sweet. Uh-huh. Now, so they kept making, like, when they ran into trouble and they left the car behind, the thing they kept coming back to was, like, oh, they're going to stuff the seats with with uh, manure. Yeah, Which horse poo. So you can I say it if you want. That was a red herring, right? They never did it. They like never did yeah, it. Kept, they kept saying it. I was like, oh, at some point, this is going to... Yeah, pay off, and it never. They never did. No, they paid that. everything else off. Fireworks, right? Now, is that a thing that happened to ever? I never what? heard of that before. P- how horse, horse manure? manure. Oh, I see. This movie works off the assumption that you are familiar with a lot of Mexican stereotypes or Mexican mythology or Mexican urban legend, because 
I didn't know what Spanish fly was. Like I'd heard the phrase Spanish fly, but I never actually stopped to think about, well, what is that? I don't know. I, well, I, I always thought it was a, a beverage, an alcoholic yeah, beverage. Yeah, I think I kind of did too. No, it's an aphrodisiac. It's like roofies from yeah. the olden but, days. But I thought it was always, I, in my head, I always thought it was a drink. I think you put it in someone's drink, and okay. then a lady gets arousals. Right. Okay. Which is which? I know, mean, I kind of figured that out halfway through yeah, the movie. That's not an okay thing to do. But well, they're also—it's not, it's not no, a roofie it's not. though. It just—it just you know. But the concept of it. Yeah, it's it's even before the science caught up to it. <laughs> I guess bef- I guess it was funny before the science caught up to it. It's it like a real. love potion number nine. Yes. Or oysters. What? Oysters? Apparently, oysters are an aphrodisiac. Okay. Um, but so like I also didn't know what the donkey was and I yeah, to be honest donkey show. I still don't really know and I I can imagine and I is is it as bad as probably yeah does Tila, it involve sexual show. acts on a but donkey that's, that's what that guy wanted to see that was he would really wanted to that see that was his it. mission because before you know before they were all excited to go to Tijuana and then and get some ladies yeah but the one guy had or they were like why spider. are you going spider yeah you already been with and he's like yeah whatever. And then you find out he wants to go see the donkey situation. Yeah, the donkey show. But then he gets all angry at Tom Cruise. He's full of rage. Because through Tom the whole Cruise, film, yeah, yeah, like that seems like an unresolved plot line. Is that like? Do you think he, he was basically gay in love with his buddy? Hey, that would be something. I yeah. would, I would actually like to have seen something like that because it did seem like this guy had a lot of anger. <laughs> a lot of anger. He got the crap beat out of him throughout this whole on the film, regular, yeah. But it's not really clear whether or not. Like he was humbled, or because the movie ends with him basically getting his ass kicked again. Yeah. But no. Anything like yeah, he has no arc. Spider has no arc. Yeah. Donkey show, as <laughs> I understand it, and I've never seen one. Apparently, it is a thing of myth and Mexican legend. It involves a donkey and a lady, and I believe acts are done to the lady by the donkey. And vice versa. That's what I assumed. And by X, I mean S-E-X-X. Any comment, Chris? (laughs) Before you say anything, let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right. (laughs) All right. Let's take care of some cruising together business, Chris. What do you say? I say, let's tell the folks the information. All right. The website, hatterentertainment.com slash cruising. That's H-A-T-T-E-R entertainment.com slash cruising. They can email us at cruising at hatterentertainment.com. Exactly right. And if they go, th- and we're on Twitter, at cruising show. And if they go to that website, your and my individual Twitter accounts are linked as is a form to email the show if they don't want to type in all those words. We want you to email us. Tell us what you think. Ask us questions. We will address them during these breaks. And if you're not going to do that, subscribe to the show in iTunes. And leave a review. Yes. Rate the show five stars. Leave a review. That would be righteous. Just that would be totally righteous. doesn't have to be an in-depth review. One word will do. Yeah. Use any of the words we, we have in the opening theme song. Real, fun, fun, exciting. No, exciting isn't one of them. It's not. Real, fun, and inspiring. You can use exciting, too, if you, you want can, to. You can, if you want to go off script. 
You can use one of those. Or a different adjective. Hopefully a positive one. Now, we did get a comment on our Endless Love episode. Let's hear it. At the website. Gilmore 2 said, In 1981, Brooke Shields was 16 and Sandler was 15. For the non-mathematical, that makes Brooke one year older than Sandler. By the same token, Sandler is a year younger than Brooke. Now, this was in reference to us trying to figure out how old Happy Gilmore was. Right. When he saw the movie. And... So we're to assume that Happy Gilmore is the same age as Adam Sandler. I would not make that assumption. So I asked in response on the website. Oh. Then I suppose the real and maybe more relevant question is how old was Happy Gilmore in 1981? To which Gilmore 2 said, Happy Gilmore was at least as old as Sandler. And then I wondered, hey, this person's name is Gilmore 2. Is it Adam Sandler? I don't know if it's... It could be Adam Sandler. It could be somebody related to Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore's dad? Or son? Or daughter? He might have a son or daughter by now. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll never know because I I never got a comment after I asked, Gilmore 2, are you related to Happy Gilmore? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. I have not heard back. Interesting. Yeah. So, Gilmore 2, whoever you are, are you related to Happy Gilmore? Email us. Let us know. We would love to know the answer. Or are you related to, or are you, Adam Sandler? Or are you Adam Sandler? And if you are Adam Sandler, would you like to be on cruise? Would you like to cruise with us? Because we would gladly have you. We could squeeze him in. We can squeeze you in. Plugs and endorsements. Chris, this is dropping on February 10th. What do you have to plug and or endorse? Well, one week from today. Seven days? Seven days. So February 17th? February 17th. What happens then? The G-Man Super Journal goes on sale in stores. You can walk into a store, a bookstore preferably, and you can buy it. Is there any way I can guarantee getting a copy? Well, just pre-order it. Pre-order it on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, IndieBound.org, or if you have an independent bookseller that you like to frequent, just walk in and let them know, hey, I'm looking forward to this book. Can you make sure that you order a copy for me? And they'll say, yes. Awesome. Well, I will say my book, Picks One Weirdest Weekend, comes out tomorrow. Whoa. February 11th in comic, better comic book stores everywhere. Talk about Barry the Lead. Well, you know, I'm a gentleman. You can also order that book if you want to get it from Amazon. If you're keen to Amazon, you can, or- you can pre-order it. It'll ship on February 24th. People do so much shopping on Amazon. It's just so easy. Just go ahead. Or just go to HatterEntertainment.com, and you can link to the PIX website and my other podcasts. Just go to HatterEntertainment.com. That's where everything is. HatterEntertainment.com. I said it three times, right? I go there. I can listen to the podcast. I can find out about PIX. Right. With respect to our guest, Dave Roman, who was on our show, he has asked us to promote and plug his book, Teen Boat, The Race for Boat Lantis which is a sequel to the book he and John Green did called Teen Boat. This sequel comes out at some point this year, I think in September. So you got plenty of notice. He's a boy. He's a boat. He's Teen Boat. And with that, we're going to play a snippet from the Teen Boat song, before, and it's going to lead us into the rest of the show. So enjoy uh, the Teen Boat song, folks, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Right? You got it, buddy. He's a boy. 
We're back, ready for round two. Dave's been itching for it. Woody can't stand it. If I can wait, why can't you wait? And Spider will do anything for it. Spider! Stop him! There comes a time when nothing seems more important than losing it. trailer for losing it the movie we watched the movie that i think did we find out what it was i think it's supposed to be treasure i think it's treasure yeah now we can agree this movie's not good right knowledge was their treasure (laughs) that's right (laughs) we can agree this movie is not good i don't think any of us thought it was particularly good now the two things i want to talk about in terms in that regard we're gonna start with dave during the break, Dave mentioned that no matter how bad a movie is, he will see it through. I'm there's committed. There's no movie you've ever stopped and said, I can't. This is terrible. There have been one or two. Can you name Over the them? course of the years, I probably cannot write this moment. But I will say, so one of the stars of this movie is, uh, what's his, Headley, what's his name? Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, Headley. Sure. <laughs> I recently saw another bad movie that he was in called The Bad News Bears Go to Japan, uh, which, for all as I can tell, was a completely improvised movie. <laughs> was that was that about uh, Little League World Series? Did they go to Japan to play? No, it is about yet another con artist, about a con artist who convinces somebody that it would be a great money-making idea to send an American team to go to Japan to compete for a sort of like world competition thing or whatever. And that somehow he's going to make a lot of money on this thing. And the bears are kind of like, you know. Are they still bad they're, news? They're, they're, they are bad news yet again. They don't have their act together exactly. Is Walter Matthau in this one? No, he is not. Interesting. Um, some other semi-famous adult person was there. I can't remember. Oh, Eugene Levy? <laughs> no, definitely someone who was bigger, someone who was famous more in his day, but has lost his fame. I can't remember who it was, but is this the guy that says "Let them play," or is that the first one? I think that's the first one. I All haven't right. seen it in a long time. Anyways, Elliot Gould. No, 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 no. It's a pretty good guess, no, though. No, I'm thinking more like uh, Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh God, I can't. It's someone who probably like sang and danced and Ted was like Danson? a big Jim J. Bullock. I don't know. I can't remember. It's this is pointless. <laughs> Jim J. Bullock would be a pretty <laughs> good all choice. All singing, all dancing. <laughs> all Steve Gutenberg. The Goot? No. <laughs> no, this is like somebody of an earlier time. Right. Like the dad from Too Close for Comfort. 
Sure. <laughs> I, can't think I was of thinking was more like in Xanadu. Was like it a baby? When, was uh, it a baby? Good question. No, it wasn't a baby. All right. It wasn't a baby. Um, was it somebody who at one point was a baby? We could look this up. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> was it a ghost? Oh. Yes. <laughs> ghost of Walter Matthau. The ghost of Walter Matthau. All right. No. Settled. There's no Walter Matthau even in like... Ghost passing form? reference. Not even they don't even like tense. acknowledge like where he was or what. And I wasn't Is there a Tatum girl O'Neal in the bed? In no, yeah, no she's O'Neal. not in it either. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, right. do they still drop the N word on the regular? They, like in there's, the first a, movie? there's a few. Yeah, there's <laughs> okay. quite. A, there's definitely that like. Who is the audience for these movies? So there's still bad news. That's there's the still that's the reason why so many movies get remade. N-word? So that they can make a safer yeah, version. Because of it. like there's things like that come up and you're like, oh you got to tone I that down. That this past weekend. On Sunday Night Live, at 10 o'clock, they show an old episode. Uh, the Richard Pryor episode. And they show the Richard Pryor episode. And it's cut up because they cut it into an hour. Uh-huh. But the there's that. I finally saw the whole sketch of the job interview. Sure. With Chevy Chase. Honky. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, it's a pretty good sketch. And, uh, yeah, you don't hear that word that often. And it is uh, it's a potent word. See, I still hear that word often. <laughs> really? <laughs> From your wife, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, in the in the rap music, uh, I, I'm, I'm oh, already yeah. I instantly I regret saying that. Yeah, <laughs> if, especially if you know my wife, it it gets it's extra funny. Yeah, um, that's why I laughed. There's a Chappelle show, things like that. I still watch like the comedy, and they'll you'll still hear it pretty frequently. I I, I wish it wasn't, but. All right, so we've gone completely Anyways, off course. Yeah, totally off course. You Anyways, love the watching. Point was, you can't walk so away from that bad movie. So that movie, Jackie Earl Haley as Kelly, that goes movie, to Japan, to yes, play Little and Lee. he is horrible in that movie. He is so awkward. He's bad it news. Is, he he is hard to watch. A lot of things in that movie are hard to watch, um, and yet my commitment to, f- to to watching these movies, I did find myself fast forwarding a little bit i did a little bit of the old like let's speed through this scene let's get and then i but i'll stop and then give it another chance and see if it sort of picks up sort of finds its footing well maybe sometimes the, sometimes i'll i'll be watching a movie and then i'll fall asleep well, that's what i wanted for to a little yeah. bit and then i'll wake up and then i'll just be, uh you know i guess i probably didn't miss that much and i'll just keep going through Which it so i'll, like I'll miss i'll miss a bit huh it's kind of like fast forwarding yeah, it kind of is like fast <laughs> yeah. forwarding. Yeah, but let me ask you this question, Chris, because I wanted to get uh, this is I wanted this to dovetail into you falling asleep. If I didn't arouse you from your sleep state, would you have slept through the entire movie? Uh, probably not the entire movie. How far do you think? What t- at what I, point do you think I, you would have woken up I of your know, own I, volition? When I when I when that happens to me, it usually it seems to go for like five minutes or ten minutes where I, I try to fight it and I can't and then after f- ten minutes I'm wide awake again. Do you think? And it also happens after after eating, which we had just eaten. We did just eat Spanish fly. Yeah, so we're very aroused. <laughs> Each and every one of us. It's so aroused that I fall asleep. I'm feeling hot under my collar. You can fall asleep aroused, can't you? Yeah. And what is it about the <laughs> collar that makes you so hot? It's just that's where I get hot under. All right, I don't know what it is about the collar. I actually anybody don't ever get hot over the collar? That's a good question. I've never heard of that happening. It's, it's, I'm sure it's entirely possible. Is that the opposite of losing your temper? Getting hot over the collar? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's Maybe like, that guy was getting a little hot under this under his collar. Meanwhile, 
But see, Hot Under the Collar is also like, oh, my vapor. I got the vapors. Like feeling like arousal. It's just oh. feeling like a warmth in okay. your in your in yourself, right? Dave, can I get a amen? It's getting hot in here. Exactly. So unbutton your collar. That's right. That's <laughs> the lyric from all that rap music yeah. you listen to with the N-word everywhere. Ends. Yeah, ends. Jeez, no wonder he can't control his language. Yeah. Guys <laughs> a roughneck from way back. <laughs> Doesn't stop. So if you had two questions about you falling asleep during this movie specifically. What was I dreaming about? No, that's not one of the two questions. All right. But answer it anyway. <laughs> um, I had a dream I was, uh, I, I don't know, nothing. God damn. <laughs> All right. about Haley Joe. This Hedberg is one of those cases I don't remember what I was dreaming about. Okay, then two questions. These are my two questions. One, do you think, had we not covered up that little blue light, blue light from the speaker, <laughs> you would have stayed awake? Because that no. light was keeping you. The ions from that light. Yeah. I think I, think I would have gone blind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Follow-up question. Had I not roused you from your sleep state, uh huh. What at what point was this the first question you asked me? Yeah, but I never got the answer. At what point in the movie do you think you would have come to during? That's uh, a lot of preposition. Follow up question: Do you think you'll ever go back and rewatch the scenes you missed? Good question. But okay. first question. I'll first. take I'll take Dave's follow up question first. No. <laughs> uh, for and now I will go back to Greg's original the question. The elephant in the room. I don't know. Take, come on, just what point would I would I have woken up? Yeah, do you think you would have been like, oh wait, what's happening? Why are they chasing that kid? Why is that kid putting fireworks in the policeman's no, car? No, no, any like, of the scenes with Tom Cruise, I probably would have woken through. up at the point where they were walking into the the um place. I thought you were about to fall asleep again. <laughs> would have been amazing. Mid sentence, <laughs> clock out. Maybe that is when I fell asleep. Maybe got to plug in this speaker. Get that I, blue light. I probably going. would have woken up at, at some. Po- I probably would have woke up when those when they were following the ladies upstairs, because that's when you guys started getting real loud and started hooting and hollering. <laughs> it's true. You're getting we all excited getting, about it. Yeah, it was like, oh, nobody finally, can sleep through that. Finally, we're gonna see some. Right. Somebody's losing their shirt. Right. Yeah. Now Tom Cruise didn't lose it. Upstairs, metaphorically, but he did lose it, his jacket, literally. Yes, that's true. And that's the story of losing a jacket. He also loses his shirt. I was afraid for a while in this movie because we see the first two guys shirtless in the opening credits. Tom Cruise is dressed. And I was thinking, is this going to be the first Tom Cruise movie where he does not take his shirt off? No, he takes his shirt right. off. Right, and then we, find, we, we discover that he's actually in pretty good shape he's in this movie. He's in pretty good shape in this movie. Which the pattern continues. This guy gets into great shape when he makes a movie, except again. He was just born perfect. Wait, wait, was he? Has he been shirtless in every movie? Every so movie, far? yes. Yeah, because he's in the movie. He's in <laughs> Endless Love. He's shirtless. He's a 15 second part. <laughs> yeah. And he takes his shirt off in second Immediately, two. yes. He is shirtless. Before we see his face, he's shirtless. Yes. Tom Cruise has been shirtless in every movie so far. So he's the Dean Haspel of. Was he shirtless actors. in every episode of Lois and Clark? No, I'm sorry. I said Dean oh, Haspiel. Haspiel. You did. I saw her Dean Kane. Yeah, Dean Kane. Does Dean Haspiel walk around shirtless? You don't know this about Dean Haspiel? Who's I just Dean met him the other day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. you oh, live in New York and you just, just met him? Okay. Yeah. Okay, he's a New York comics yeah. institution, famous for always taking off his shirt in public. Constantly. Man. Well, he it's, kept it's, his shirt on at the gallery. It's his thing. I had no idea. Well, now his thing is to be a civilized human being who no, wears no, a shirt. He still takes yeah. his shirt off. I just saw him without a shirt the other day. Well, at this gallery we're at, his shirt was on. How much do you think that guy can bench? Good Hashville? question. Yeah, is he in good shape? 
Yeah, I think he's, he's like in Tom Cruise shape. I think he's in. Well, no. Who's in Tom Cruise? He's not in Tom Cruise shape. No, no, no. All right. Well, how much can he bench? No, he's a man with a little bit of a, you know, maybe he has a little paunch. Sure. But so, but how much can he bench? I don't get to it. Yeah. What's with the numbers? Listen, I don't get specific. Okay. Could he bench more than? Could 135. you some, How let's go around what's good. Let's go around the horn here. How <laughs> many words do you think you can describe his workout? <laughs> right. One. Coming one, one of word, age. It. Minimal. Minimal workout. <laughs> yeah. All right. I was going Modest. to say uh, strength training with with uh with some light cardio. Interesting. That's what how many words is that? <laughs> strength training with some light cardio. Six. Dave, how much can he bench? I, I don't know. I don't okay. I'm going to guess. A lot. I'm, a he's lot. He's an average guy. He's an average guy <laughs> that works out. I'm going to say. He could kick my ass. 625. 625. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like an average. He's an average guy. <laughs> That's true. He's above average. Uh, then I am below average because I'm not benching 625. Well, you know, your workout is uh, minimal. Let's it put it this like. way. If we were in a bar fight in San in Tijuana. <laughs> Tijuana. Tijuana. <laughs> we would be throwing the food and he'd be the one like lifting us up and throwing us out the into tables and stuff. But none of us are throwing punches because we're pacifists. Right. Follow up question, Dave. How much can Dean Kane bench press? <laughs> <laughs> uh with or without his toupee. Toupee? He wears a toupee? Yep. Dean Kane? No. I don't know. That's because there wasn't the internet when that show was on. How do you know that? Yeah. Good question, Chris. Dave, <laughs> how do you know that? He Dave, told me. did you make his toupee? Yes. And in so doing, are you now breaking your that client? Was, that was my internship yeah. privilege. Wigmaster client privilege. When I in, when yeah. I interned at DC Comics, you need a wig for Dean years, Kane. They said, see if you get a, see if anybody else hires you to make a wig for them. Now yep. that you've outed Dean Kane this way, but think about this: Dean Haspiel can bench <laughs> six twenty-five. Right, you said six twenty-five. I'm. I would assume. So Dean Kane would be benching what? It's a question for Dave, Chris. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Dave, who refuses to, to answer numbers, <laughs> questions. I do. I just. I don't believe in numbers. I was just showing you my. Uh, my um. Chris, what are you benching? What am I benching? How much you bench? I don't bench. I don't bench. You do push-ups? Nope. What are you doing for chest exercises? Nothing. I would describe shreds. my workout as minimal. <laughs> <laughs> One word. Walk into the subway. Dave, what's your workout? I walk to the subway. I walk up the stairs. I walk back down the stairs. Sweet. How much does that membership cost? I run to the bagel house. And then, uh, and then, you, then you start using bagels <laughs> like dumbbells. Give is me 80 pounds of bagels. Is this the bagel shop? Is that like an extra level of membership? Is that like gold level membership? If yeah, what's you, your monthly mar- you membership fee? Um, I get uh, 12 bagels, and then sometimes they'll put an extra one in. That's the baker's dozen. No, no, that's they did that just for me. Oh, really? Yeah, just uh, me. That's I don't the know bagel's do dozen. That's the bagel's dozen. That's a thing. What? Yeah, it's called the bagel's dozen. No. And they give you an extra bagel. Yeah, if you order 12 bagels, they give you a 13th bagel. Yeah, the bagel's dozen. Thanks Not to be confused with the dirty dozen. Thanks for... Popping my balloon, guys. Well, the thing is, that hey, they slice, hey, we will slice your bagel. <laughs> no, but that's extra strength training. Now you're stronger than the average guy that goes in there and gets 10 bagels. That's right. Dumb idiot buying 10 bagels. Wait, Why would you do that? 
He's an idiot. Yeah. Next, you're gonna tell me that sometimes, like when I get a milkshake, and they're like, "Here, you can have the little extra in the silver cup." That yeah. that's not. What is he talking special? about? I don't know. I've never heard of this thing. You get <laughs> you get an extra milkshake. They give you. They side you up. Is it you get twelve ounces and they give you a thirteenth ounce? Uh, yeah, the, the spillover. Yeah, now thirteenth ounce. Thirteenth ounce. Chris just lost all his <laughs> teeth. <laughs> I'm doing my Cindy Brady impression. Perfect. What flavor milkshake do you get? If I can choose? No, yes. <laughs> what kind do you get if no, you can't if choose? If you're forced. <laughs> Don't they only have one kind? If you're forced into a milkshake, what kind of milkshake do you get? Milkshake flavor. There's okay. one kind. Yeah. The traditional milk flake, milk flake flavor. God, can you imagine if you could put like they had flavor? back in the 50s? Yeah, milk flake give flavor. give me a milkshake. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you can get, like, like at back Starbucks where you can get, like, flavorings to your milkshake. All right. If you could choose the flavor of your milkshake, what flavor milkshake do you get? Of all the flavors Hazelnut. in the world, Hazelnut. Hypo- hypothetically, that's terrible. <laughs> you just told me that I could dream up any <laughs> flavor, and you shot down my dream. I didn't shoot it down. I just said it was yeah, terrible. How, how, how are you going to treat our guests like this? <laughs> You're right. This is supposed to be a safe place. You're right. You badgered him. You're right. You poked. You prodded. Correct. You demanded correct. an answer to this question. You also get one. true. That's what I get for being honest. I be. I am. I would not be surprised if Dave threw down his microphone. Please don't. As hard as he could. I appreciate if you wouldn't. Against your hardwood floor. Don't thank you. Denting the microphone and the floor. Possibly please don't. ruining the connection. The cable. That would be terrible. And then walk out of this place. I would understand it. Fold. I would hope it not happen. Dave. I would hope it not happen. <laughs> Dave, forgive my co-host for his rude manners. Dave, please forgive me for my rude manners. Okay. Does that mean I'm forgiven or it just means okay? I th- I think he was agreeing to forgive <laughs> you. <laughs> I okay. will forgive you. Yes, Thank you, I Dave. Forgive. I don't actually drink milkshakes. <sighs> now, But if you did. <laughs> if you did. Let's just say hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What kind would you have? What is the right answer? No, no. Any Do answer I have to answer in three any words? Any answer is correct. Any answer is correct. Watch what happens. Banana. That is the worst. <laughs> I was going to say. Flavor. That's terrible. <laughs> Chris, what's your milkshake of choice? I like I like a chocolate milkshake. You go malted or no malt? Uh, malt. Fair enough. I think I would also go chocolate. No malt. I'd go no malt. There's a uh, Jack Kirby drawing of Thor. What's his full op- name? Opening splash page. We've already established that his Jacob Kurtzberg was his given name. <laughs> There's a splash page. <laughs> Kurtzbergopolis. Thor, Thor's drinking a milkshake at his malt shop. Yeah. And uh, the guy s- says, oh, from now on, I'm going to call this the Asgard special. But every time I see it, it immediately makes me want a milkshake. What is the Asgard? Sp- like, do they describe what's in it? I can't remember. I think it's a chocolate milkshake. I can't be 100% certain. Hmm. At one point, uh, Mark Wade wrote a Captain America story where he's hanging out with Thor in some bar. And the bartender asks, like, what do you want? And Thor says, mead. Captain America says, just give him a chocolate milkshake. And that's a reference to that? The bartender says, uh, Mead, right. Huh? Wait, so the 
bar. We can maybe cut the last two minutes of this. No, I don't <laughs> understand. Explain. What do you mean? I just explained the whole thing. But is that that was Mark Wade making a reference to that milkshake? It, I'll I'm sh- I'll bet Mark Wade remembered that Thor likes milkshakes. But what's the mead part? What's the joke? Well, like? because that's what the gods drink. Right. No, I know that. Why the like the bartender saying mead? Like I don't understand that. Because the bartender because. Most bars don't serve mead. But most bars don't serve milkshakes either. Yeah. So, so maybe the scene was actually in a diner? <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you exactly where the scene was in the Mark Wade story. This is why I didn't want to change the subject. I needed this to coincide with the conversation. All right. That's all. I, I hope this was <laughs> worth it. I was going to say that's a big... Uh, it was worth it. Big setup there. For I couldn't think of who sang the song. I thought it was Kesha. It's not Kesha. Kellis. Kellis. Yeah. They should do a a mash em up. I assume they have. Yes, <laughs> and it would probably be a great song. Be a huge hit, a tremendous hit song. Top Tom Cruise moments in <laughs> losing it. <laughs> the scene where he stands very quietly, and is shy. <laughs> <laughs> that is. A handful of scenes. That's, that's a lot of yep, that's a lot of scenes in the movie. Yeah. Wait, we. The, I'm gonna say that the thing that my takeaway of this movie that I was really impressed by is that there's a lot of making out between Shelley Long and Tom Cruise, and those are just two people that I would have just put on opposite ends of a spectrum and would not assume what that it, they had ever made out. What and is that spectrum measuring? Oh, it's just the types of movies. You know, like he was like a big heartthrob, right? And yeah. she's sort of like known for comedy, but not necessarily. I mean, she's she was an attractive woman. Let's be fair, but she she but was the love interest of Cheers. Sure, but even in Cheers, which I'm actually rewatching as we uh, at this very moment, I'm well, no, right now at this very moment, you're talking about not right now. But I'm currently like, you're wearing in the glass. evenings. Sure. I'm going through and rewatching Cheers from the beginning. Um, Do you fast forward through any of them? No, I'm watching every single episode. Um, Even the ones with Coach? All of them have <laughs> Coach. Yeah, all of them are all Coach all the time. Dave, um, you, you're not aware. You didn't know this. Is are you a but, hater? But Greg coach? hates Coach. <laughs> See, that's and funny. He hates, he hates any character named Coach, so that's why he doesn't oh, like uh, Damon Wayans Jr. on New Girl either. And I've never watched that show, Coach. Is that a thing? Oh yeah. Well, you shouldn't, because he's you know. I mean, he's Coach, a horrible person. Um, <laughs> I liked Coach actually at first, but he does he does get he he does gets he? a little he gets a little grating after all. Um, anyways, the way he's always giving Sam a hard time for the drinking. Coach from the show, Coach, get off his back. Every coach, he's always giving Sam a hard Sam time. Sam used to be a baseball player. Yeah, I know that. A lot of people don't realize that they watch. They're big fans of the show. They don't know that. But it's like they think Norm baseball. was the one playing it's baseball. Literally inside baseball style trivia. Yeah, that he used to be. A baseball player. What position? Even even more obscure trivia about Cheers. It takes place in a bar. Yeah, and what? Sam owns and the where? bar. I've been, like I watch every episode and I can't figure out like where where does downtown, it take place? Downtown, like in the downtown section of the city. Where but what city? Right? It's like Here's, an imaginary I where, city. I know where right? it, take, it takes place. Where everybody knows your name. Right. It's like a Twilight Zone episode yeah. where like you're supposed to like has the bomb also, fallen, not fallen. You're always glad you came. Yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a place a where you want to be, where you can be, way. and your troubles are all the same. Yeah, right. 
Am I right about that? Can I somebody confirm this? I don't Am I know, on I'm my just, own? I'm trying to play the melody in my head, and I, I keep you getting bring it up? I'm you getting distracted. It up? No, it's because they thank you for being a friend right in the opening yeah. song. Yeah, they you travel down up. the road and back again. <laughs> right. Everybody knows your name. Yeah. yeah. Your friend and a confidant. The biggest gift would be for me. If you threw a party. Yeah. Do you remember that season? So, like, Cheers always had, like, the same kind of beginning the first two seasons. But then they did that one season where, like, they played, like, African music. And there was, like, this big dance number. And Carlo was, like, doing, like, a little dance and stuff. Are you confusing that with the Cosby show? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Dropped his mic in anger. (laughs) That's the angry part. Yeah. Yep. Do you want me to bring up the Cheers theme song for you? If I bring it up, will you sing along? No. It's must uh, yes, CD. and I will be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of reaction, I won't bring it up. I thought you'd, I thought you'd want to sing along. It's a nice song. Chris, top, cru- top cruise moment. Top Toms. Yeah, Top Toms. Oh, I need a theme for Top Toms. Yeah, how about this? Top Toms. You talk about Toms. I'm going to see if I can find a Top Toms theme. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what he did in this movie. I guess the Top Tom moment is when he saves his buddy and gets him out of jail. With his, He comes up with the plan that saves these guys. Which ultimately is not he what He saves works. their bacon. Right. Although I think they would have been great if they just left Spider behind. I thought he was going to sacrifice himself at the end. That would have been good. He'd be like, take it. I don't even care. Shoot me. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, shoot me. Top Toms. This is the music for Top Toms? This is Tom? Top Toms from the Tom Tom Club. <laughs> I see where we're going. All right. All right, Top Toms. Here we go. So you're saying, what was your vote for Top Toms? <laughs> you're going to make them relive it? Okay. Um, <laughs> it wasn't once enough. Can, I'll try and make it interesting this time <laughs> around. <laughs> I can. Please do. Uh, but I feel I'm going to... Already, I'm already setting everyone up for disappointment. I can't wait. This is going to be the best part of the whole episode. Where Tom comes wait, up with the plan. This is going to be so good. To get his buddy Spider out of jail and get them all home. That was a great That was a great top Actually, Tom. that that part is not even factored in. He's just getting his buddy out of jail. He doesn't yeah. know how to get him home after that. Yeah. Even so, that was an impressive Tom. My, favorite, my top Tom, when he uh, scares the crap out of Shelly Long... Even though they're the only two people in the room. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, she's startled. Yeah, who are these? Where do these <laughs> hands come from? <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. Top Tom. She turns around horrified, and you think what's like? You think she's at first? She's horrified. Like, I can't believe this kid's throwing himself at me. Yeah, but then she's relieved to see. Oh, oh, it's him. It's Tom Cruise. The guy I came into this room yeah, with. The guy, yeah, <laughs> and not some. The guy that was accident. standing three feet away from me. The guy I five just, seconds. The ago. guy I just kissed and agreed to sleep with. <laughs> The underage boy. Yeah, the underage boy who's about to lose it to me. Shelly Long. Top Toms. Uh, another Top Tom is when Oh, we're still going? <laughs> sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I might have got carried away. <laughs> no, please continue. The thing about Tom Cruise is I could talk about this guy for a long time. I know it doesn't seem like that. <laughs> I sure hope so. All right. What else? Well, you got more Top Toms. Uh, let's see. He, uh, How about he, that? Go- he goes upstairs yeah. with the, you know, to see the ladies. She was a whore. He chickens out. Chickens out. Not chickens out. He decides to be a gentleman. Right. He uh, Smart move because he didn't have his rubber. Goes within his instinct. Yeah. It's, something's not right. It's not It's not his time. He even he offers to pay down. her. He does offer to pay her. He's like, I'll give you your money. I'll give you your money. Spider 
says, uh, oh, hey, yeah, so, uh, yeah, how was it? And he's like, eh, it was, it was all right. Yeah. Tom doesn't want to let him know right doesn't away. He doesn't want Spider to know he didn't do it. Then he's, And Spider notices he's not wearing his jacket. Where's your jacket? Oh, I left it upstairs. Spider instantly connects those dots to conclude, oh, you didn't even do it, did you? I've seen this a million times. A guy goes upstairs, comes back without his jacket. Too scared. It can only, mean one, it can only mean one thing. That sounds like it would be a top Tom. And Tom just doesn't even want the jacket back. I he like can't even be bothered to go up the stairs. We have every reason to believe they would have said, oh, yeah, here's your jacket. Not to continue my pattern of disagreeing, but I feel like a topper Tom than that in that same sequence was when he stands up for Shelley Long when Spider's a total dickbag. Oh, yeah, that is a top Tom. Yeah. But can I just say that what Chris Chris was not giving really a top Tom, but a problem with the movie <laughs> oh, that sorry that let's hear your top Tom. No, no, Dave. Greg was the one questioning whether or not it was a top Tom. I'm saying you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, thank you very much. I just See, Greg. You're I was right. just going to take the moment to say that even in a movie as bad as this, where you know we should just say the whole thing is a wash. I like Chris do get hung up in scenes like that where. There is clearly a jump in logic. Oh yeah, where they're like, this guy should not have made that conclusion based on the information that Tom oh, yeah, gave terrible. to him, and yet because the plot needs to move forward, they just sort of go there arbitrarily. Right. And then, and then, <laughs> and then this leads directly to him getting angry, very right? and angry. And then they get into the fight. Wait, Although before we talk about that fight, right? He's mad at Tom. That was top for Tom's. not having sex. Yeah. That was top Tom's. Let's <laughs> let's end this segment. Top Tom's. <laughs> All right, now we can talk about that fight. <laughs> <laughs> You're all about the numbers. Now we're doing worst times. All about the. Is that, was that what this is? Worst. I think it needs to be. Oh, that wasn't. But you know, no, the fight was he was standing up for uh, Diane Chambers, Shelley yeah. Long, Shelley Long, of outrageous fortune. Now here's what's interesting, if if I may, I would love to hear this. Tom Cruise, and this is going to spoil a little something in Risky Business, which you haven't seen. I have not seen it. Tom Cruise. Has a inter- ex- exchange and interaction with a prostitute in losing it. I don't think I should see this movie. <laughs> Risky business involves Tom Cruise and prostitutes. Wait for it. Shelley Long plays a prostitute in Night Shift with Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton. Henry Winkler, the f- Arthur Fonzarelli, yeah, Fonzie, Fonzie in Happy Days. Happy Days, clearly the inspiration for losing it. That's true. And if we ever do a, a follow-up podcast with Michael Keaton, I think it has to be called The Whole Keaton Caboodle. <laughs> I don't know how you could come up with any other conclusion <laughs> than that. And then we could throw in Diane Keaton and Buster Keaton movies into that mix. But I know you're trying to make like a profound revelation about that, but didn't all women pretty much play prostitutes in the 80s. First, like, I'm going to say... Like, weren't all female characters either a prostitute first or I'm somebody's say, mother? No, there was the w- girl in this movie losing it who was that kid's sister. She was just serving punch. But you don't know that she wasn't a prostitute. First, I'm going to say this. She was a nice girl. I wasn't trying to make a profound statement. I made a pretty profound statement. I achieved profundity. <laughs> Second of all, it is the oldest profession. So naturally... What's the second oldest profession? The second oldest, oldest protection, yeah. protection, Sec- second oldest protection, yeah. farmer's daughter, farmer's daughter. <laughs> How about what came first, the farmer's daughter or the farmer? <laughs> farmer's daughter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, this movie also takes place. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. 
<laughs> what do you do? Oh, I'm a farmer's daughter. Oh, really? <laughs> What's a farmer? I don't know. That's right. That hasn't been invented That's yet. That's my dad. Yeah, my dad. What does he do? Oh, I think he farms. He answers the door. Yeah, he answers the door and says, get off my lawn. Shoots Speaking a of lawn, how about lawn mowing? I would think that's maybe an earlier profession than farming. But not earlier than How are you going to plant those seeds if you don't mow the lawn first? Think about it. What came first? The seeds of the lawn. Now, in the olden days, they used to deliver your lawn in a little door. <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right. It held one block of sod. How many blocks of sod six, were in your sod six door? Six liters. Six liters of sod door? Yeah. You put it in the door. Yeah. That way it doesn't freeze and doesn't melt. Six bottles. And then when you're ready, you take it out of the door, you bring it outside, you put it in your yard. Yes. Was this whole milk, skim milk? What were they putting in this door? There was only one type of milk back then. I think back then it was just milk. Glass bottle? And you had to shake it, glass bottles. And then you would leave the empties. So the milkman would come, take the empties out of the box, and then replace it with full bottles of milk. Fresh milk. Bottle service. Bottles. That's where the idea came from, of bottle service. Yep. The more you know. It's true. Now I know so much. I feel like I learned something new. Don't know much. I learned about donkey shows. (laughs) Hold on. What just happened? I got to put the mic to my mouth. What just happened? What are you talking about? He's channeling. uh, I think Aaron Neville just walked in. What? What? That would be a good campaign. Aaron Neville singing for milk. Yeah. And then what does he say? It's got all the calcium <laughs> for bones. Thank you. We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. 